This Capital Ministries ministry update is about the book of Leviticus and Gay Pride Month. As LGBTQ enthusiasts celebrate their gay pride during the entire month of June, no document shouts louder in response than the Old Testament book of Leviticus. When considering homosexual behavior, many people avoid discussing God's clear directives in Leviticus. It makes them uncomfortable. And so this week, we examine what God says about marriage, homosexuality, and deviant sexual behavior in the Bible study, the book of Leviticus, and Gay Pride Month. By way of introduction, a simple, sobering observation is worth making. In the time of God's giving of the Torah, wherein the Old Testament book of Leviticus exists, surrounding the set-apart-by-God Hebrews were the permissive Canaanites. The permissive Canaanites practiced same-sex marriage. Query, do you know any Canaanites today? How about Jewish folks? That simple reality, the fact that one is extinct and the other is not, serves to illustrate the huge error that any and every society makes when allowing sexual predilection to determine who has the privilege to be awarded marital status in a given culture. The Bible uses the word simpleton to describe a naive person who is easily misled, one who believes every word he hears. The simpleton is in contrast to the prudent man who is astute, perceptive, and wise. Regarding the book of Leviticus, many are the simpletons, Proverbs 14:18, who advocate that, quote-unquote, love should be the sole basis for sanctioning the privilege of marriage. But if love is the reason for marriage, then how can our courts deny matrimony to a petitioner who loves her cat? Statistics bear out God's truth on this matter. Only marriage between one man and one woman creates societal synergy, stability, and sustenance. Make no mistake here, no other marriage definition affords such positive benefits to a culture. But this truth about marriage is nothing new. Leviticus underscored it thousands of years before our present regressive American social experimentation began. The creation of marriage and its definition is something God has already accomplished in the book of Genesis. Historically, referred to as holy matrimony, marriage is a sacred union. Matrimony is the first institution God created. Defining marriage is not a responsibility God assigned to his institution of the state. For the state to usurp this responsibility and redefine marriage is over the top, way out of line, and is a huge display of man's pride. It is to say, in God, we don't trust. A more extensive study on God's word regarding homosexuality, entitled Clarity Regarding Same-Sex Marriage, addresses an even more foundational threat to biblically-based laws. The threat is not the bullying of the LGBTQ lobby. Rather, it is scripture-twisting clerics who would have others believe that the Bible supports homosexuality. You may find that study at capmen.org forward slash clarity regarding same-sex marriage. One need not look very far into scripture to learn of God's explanation of marriage and his subsequent sweeping disapproval of homosexuality and same-sex marriage. In no way is God's word pro-LGBTQ. Only a scripture twister could reason otherwise. It is all too common and predictable for those who disagree with scripture on this point to go ad hominem on the expositor of scripture. 
But such tactics speak more about the one leveling the attacks than the one exegeting God's word as it relates to the subject. God loves sinners, but in loving sinners, he does not shirk from labeling certain things as unholy. The Ten Commandments all evidence that God's attributes of truth and holiness, love and grace, exist in complete harmony and congruity. God promises forgiveness in his word regarding those who repent and turn away from homosexuality. In 1 Corinthians 6.11 it states, Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. God calls homosexuality sin. The Greek word for homosexuality is arsenokoitois, which literally means male intercourse. But at the same time, God is quick to forgive the sinner who repents of his or her sin, such as the position of this expositor. Please do not label me otherwise. To attempt to do so is to indicate that your problem is with God himself, more so than the one carrying his food out from his kitchen.